Thank you, Lord. Under the blood. Praise God. And we ain't got to go back. <laughs> it's done. It's finished. It's sealed. It's delivered. Boy, if you ain't been changed by the blood, if you ain't been saved, why don't you get saved today? Why don't you give yourself over to God? It don't matter what you've done, what's taken place in your life. Jesus Christ loves you. God loves you today. Listen, I don't care what you did last night. I don't care what you did this morning. How many of you know today, Jesus is saving today? Oh, He is still saving today. Boy, don't let these moments go by that God gives us together, folks. Psalm 128. Psalm 128, if you would please stand when you have found your place. Thank God for His precious Word. We're looking today at the sanctity, the sanctity of the home. The sanctity of the home. We're in a mass chaos and time of trouble and, and craziness today. But can I tell you, it's God who has ordained the home. It's God who's ordained our relationships. Folks, today we don't have to read help books or, or uh, go to the library and try to figure this thing out. We've only got to go to the Word of God. We do not have to buy into the chaos and the craziness. God has got a plan. God has got a plan. Psalm 128. We'll see how far we get. I don't believe we'll get it all. If we don't, we'll finish it tonight. Amen. Amen. That's how many people are going to be back tonight. Here we go. Psalm 128. Here we go. Blessed, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, <laughs> that walketh in His ways. For thou, this is key, for thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. That feareth the Lord. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you. God, I thank you that we can come into your presence today. God, knowing what you've done for us, God, knowing you have made a way, God, and God, to know today, God, if there's a lost person here today, God, and it would be foolish for us to think that there's not. God, I pray you convict their heart. God, I pray you reveal, God, through your precious word, exactly who you are to them. God, I pray for the believer, for the child of God today. God, that they will not buy into the chaos and the crazy of this world, but God, that they will receive and God walk in your way. God, I know you're looking for a people today that will follow you. God, who will live and do exactly what you said. God, live a life pleasing unto you. God, I pray today we be that remnant. God, there's a remnant today. God, I pray we will not get caught in the sin and the disgust of this world. God, not get pulled down by what the devil's trying to pull and the world's trying to pull, God. But God, I pray we'll lay aside... God, we'll lay aside, God, every thought, every distraction. God, and hear your word today. God, you know what we've all walked in with. God, I know everybody's got a burden upon their heart of some kind, some sort. So, God, I pray that you touch and move, God, as only you can. God, we ask you to bless. God, that lives would not be the, God, not be the same. 
God, that today would not just be another Sunday, God, where they, God, come in, Lord, and just listen, and God, just close it off, God, and walk out the door the same way they walked in. God, help us to be different today. God, realizing you're worthy, God. God, you're worthy to think of everything you've provided for us. Your only begotten Son, your sh- the shed blood of your precious Son. Power of the cross, but the power of the resurrection. Knowing you're alive today. Lord, do a powerful work in us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God impressed some weeks ago this message on my heart, the sanctity of the home. Many of you know, and we, we, uh, we have been many times on the home and on the family. And i got to tell you, I believe if there is a, going to be a change in the home and if there's going to be a change in this country in the direction of this nation, it will have to begin with the family. It'll have to begin with the family. We cannot pass legislation, folks. Matter of fact, what they're passing now is disgusting. I, in California today, I wasn't going to mention, I'm just going to go ahead and mention it. In California, they're trying to pass law that perverts and child molesters can sleep with children. Come on. Come on. Hey, listen, if we're waiting on Washington or any other legislative government to fix the problem in this country, we are really fooled. We are really fooled. You see, folks, the change is going to have to begin in the home, and it's going to have to begin with a mama, with a daddy, and with those children. All right? Now hear me today, I know you may have been looking at this passage as I was reading it and saying, brother, where is it at? Can I tell you, it's all over it. It's all over it. Look at the first word, blessed. Blessed, that word means happy. Happy. You say, that's nothing to get excited about. Can I tell you, I'm talking about happiness that comes from God. Happiness that comes from God. Listen, some of you, your families, your extended families, families you know are struggling deeply. You need some help today. You need some help today. Some of you folks are in denial today and you need some help. Come on. You know what that's called? So listen, before you get mad at me, do this. Let's open up our hearts. Let's open up our hearts. Listen, uh, we can sit there and we can listen. And and if we sit there stone cold faced and we don't really open our hearts to receive the word, we're not going to get a word. We're not going to get a word, folks. We, we can, listen, we can go through the motions all day long, but if you're here going through the motions, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Open your heart. That word blessed means happy. Happy. We see a formula here for a happy home. A happy home. First, you've got to understand, though, it is God who ordained the home. It is God who ordained the home. He framed it. He ordained it. He knows exactly what He wants to get out of it. Okay? If you really want happiness in your home, listen up. Here it goes. Blessed is everyone. You know, I read those words. Blessed is everyone. You know what that tells me? Everybody's got an opportunity. Hey, we want to talk about equal opportunity today. Here's the equal opportunity Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Here's the equal opportunity. It doesn't matter how much of your home's in shambles today. Jesus can change your situation. 
It doesn't matter what your finances look like. Hey, it, do, it doesn't matter what your marriage looks like. We're going to get there. Listen, some of y'all ready for a divorce. Some of y'all ready to give up and give in. Can I tell you, won't you give your spouse to Jesus? To Jesus. To Jesus today. Listen, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. Now, we got to understand, number one, that word blessed means happy, but we also have to understand the words fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. What is that? A reverence. A reverence, folks. It is, it is a reverence that speaks to the submission and obedience to God. Listen, you're not going to be happy. Can we go ahead and establish this right now? You are not going to be happy in your family, but you're not going to be happy with yourself. You're not going to be happy with anything in your life until you give yourself over to God. Listen. What am I talking about, preacher? Yes, once again, I'm talking about salvation. You see, the way this reads out is no accident. It's no accident that this starts out the way it does, with the fear of the Lord. Salvation. One must be saved, folks. And until you give... Listen, how in the world can we sit there with a lockdown heart and expect God to change our situation? It will not happen. Listen, your extended family, think about this. Some of you got children, do you not? How can you sit there locked down and expect something else to change when we just need to give them over to God? We do so much trying ourselves. We ain't got it, folks. We ain't got it. God is the only one who has it. Notice number one. For those of you who love notes, here you go. Here's Number one. You ready for it? Every home has a sinner. Look at them blueprints right there. Every home's got a sinner, don't it? Every heart's got a sinner. Huh? Every heart's got a sinner. Men, listen, I'm just going to go ahead and put this out here right now. It begins with you. Hear me. It begins with you. Now, ladies... Don't get upset, all right? But here it is. Men, you are responsible for what takes place in your home. Amen. Listen, if you're saved, man here today, you will give an account for the spiritual temperature of your home. You will give an account for how you have shared the gospel with your wife, your children. Listen, if they're not saved, you're going to give an account for how you shared the gospel. You're going to give account for how you raised them in the ways of the Lord or did not raise them in the ways of the Lord. Now listen, some of you might be saying, listen, I did everything for my kids. I did, I did the best raising I could do. I raised them up in church. They're not in church. They're not serving the Lord. Listen, we're going to get there. You hang on, okay? Don't start throwing anything yet, all right? Don't start throwing anything yet. We're going to get there. But men, hear my heart today. It is up to you. God is not going to force you to serve Him. God is not going to force you to live for Him. You have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. Listen, uh, your home is probably in a crossroads like so many others. Huh? You know, and, and, and I want to go ahead and address this. So many times we think we can get on fire for God today and then lose it tomorrow. Can I tell you, your family sees how you live your life? Right. Hear me. Are you, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, it must begin with the husband. It must begin with the man of the house. Amen. 
You, listen, you've got to be obedient to God. You cannot lead your... Hey, listen, you cannot tell your kids to do one thing while you do another. Nobody would live like that, would they? But how many times does that really happen, huh? Men, you've got to lead. And I know I pick on our men a lot, so I know y'all just get upset and mad at me and all that. I can't help where God takes it. But I'm telling you this, it's got to begin with you. Why are homes in a shamble? Because we need men with backbones. Lord, isn't there enough spineless jellyfish out there? We need some men who's going to stand up in the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? In obedience to God. Surrendering them. Hey, listen, surrendering their all to God. You say, but I'm a big man and I can do what I want to. Can I tell you this? God can bring you to your knees. Well, I got to swallow on that one because that's a big one, ain't it? God can bring you down. Hear me. You're not so high and so mighty that God cannot get your attention. I wonder how many people God has taken to get the attention of the husband. Every home has a center. Has a center. And I ask you today, men, is, hey, listen, is obedience unto God at your center? Is surrendering yourself to God's will for your life and the life of your family at the center? If it's not, then you've got work to do. You've got work to do. Listen, it won't work any other way. You want pain and suffering and despair? Go ahead. Live a sinful life. Live it up. But you'll pay for it for a long time to come. Sin has its season, but it dies. And when it does, you're left dead with it. Dead with it. The fear of the Lord. Submission and obedience. Obedience. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord. That's one thing to establish. The next is that walketh in His way. That walketh in His way. Some of you are saved today. Men, some of you are saved today. Some of you know the Lord. You can go back to the time you got saved, but you're not living for God. What, what does it say? It's not enough to just, listen, have the fear of the Lord. It's not enough just to have that relationship. You must walk in His ways. Number one, listen, it takes action, folks. It takes action. Number two, <laughs> Number two, there must be action. Walk. Walk. Listen, you don't think it's a a struggle today to walk in the world that we live in? Sure it is. Sure it is. But it doesn't mean that it's too great of a problem we face that we can't walk. That we can't trust Him, that we can't follow Him. Listen, it's not enough just to walk, but to walk in His ways. What does that mean? Doing it God's way. Doing it God's way. Yes, after salvation, you received the Holy Spirit of God. I ask you this, when's the last time you've allowed the Holy Spirit of God to lead you? Come on. Come on. This matters today, folks. Listen, if we're the only church in America to get it, that'd be enough. God use us. I wonder if God's people have forgotten that. 
to walk in His ways. That means that we're not doing our thing. Man, we get caught up in so many silly things. We get caught up in so many silly desires of our, listen, of our heart. Hey, let's just call it what it is. And man, when it's not going our way, boy, we just get beside ourselves and we get ready to give up. And we say, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to quit looking at people again. My goodness gracious alive. But isn't it true? I'm talking to you men. The ladies are shaking their head yes. They know you better than you know yourself apparently. I'm looking at you. That's just what it is. All right. But isn't it true? We do our own thing so many times. Listen, we, we, we expect to get our way, men. And when it don't go our way, we just go off and try to make it happen ourselves. You cannot do that. You cannot do that and serve God. You cannot do that and be obedient to God. Don't you know your family's watching you? What kind of wife would want to follow a husband who lives in sin and accepts sin? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Where does the rubber meet the road? You say, today, preacher, I'm doing the best I can to live for God. I mean, I'm doing everything I can, and yet you're coming, you're coming at me with this. No, the Word of God is coming at you with this, because listen, no matter how good you think you are, you're not good enough. There's closer and closer to get. Closer and closer. Not our way, but His way. You cannot, listen, you cannot afford to lose focus in the day we're living. You cannot afford to lose focus in the day that we're living. You will get run over like a Mack truck, folks. Yes. You think, hey, you think there's a lot of chaos and crazy out there. Listen, we heard a testimony this morning. Listen, out of church. You stay out of church long enough, it will eat you alive. We'll eat you alive. Why is that? Because, listen, that's what the devil wants to do. Get you away from the people of God. And I know we've got some fellowshipping with us online today. And I thank God that we have this technology. But hear my heart. You get away from the people of God and the devil will ride you. He will ride you. That's what he wants. Why? Because, listen, it's the devil. It's the father of lies. Who Listen, who will speak doubt into your heart. Get you to doubt God. Get you to doubt God's plan. Hey, you want to know why a husband can cheat on a wife? Because of doubt that comes inside. Mm, pride. And that goes both ways. That goes both ways. Where do you think temptation comes from? You'll think the devil wants to see a few more broken up marriages before this thing's over with? Some more defeated lives? Some more broken up homes. I've never in my life seen so many kids growing up in a broken homes. And then we wonder why things turn out the way they do. You see, you see we, we, we've gotten in this rut where we just blame it on the kids when they misbehave and do all these things. I was just thinking to myself just over the last couple of weeks, there was a child that was so disrespectful. Listen, I'm just going to say what it is, okay? I'm going to say what it is. Disrespectful, disregard. Uh, I mean, and I'm talking about talking to adults, just downright talking down to them. Can I tell you, I thought to myself, my first thought was, man, she needs a belt. Huh? She needs a belt. Oh, my goodness. We'll get cut off of Facebook for that, won't we? Huh? I still believe in spanking, folks. 
Now, I don't believe in beating. You better understand that. But I do believe in spanking because I know the effect it had on me. I didn't need that but just a couple of times, and I figured out real quick like how I should talk. Huh? But, you know, let, let's, let's not lose the point here, okay? But, but I, was, I was thinking about that child and the behavior of that child. I'll be honest with you real quick. I wanted to take the belt away from the child. I wanted to put it on the parent. Because it's a parent. Listen, you want to know how they learn how to talk like that and how to behave like that? They're watching the behavior of their parents. Of their parents. And you know where that bug stops at is with you and I. That stops with you and I. How are you raising your kids? What's the example? Some of you, listen, some of you, your children never get saved because they don't want what you've got because you go home on Monday and live like hell till Friday. Come on. I guess we'll be off there too, won't we? Huh? But isn't it true? I mean, we got to figure out, is it real or is it not real? Do we have the fear of the Lord today and not tomorrow? Or do we have it full time? There's no middle of the road, folks. I tell you what, I just think about what it must look like to God and how sick He must get of looking at what we pre- present. I mean, how in the world can we live like that and say that we're a child of God? How can we live like that and say God's inside of us? I mean, it, can't, it doesn't compute. I mean, listen to me. Any scientific method, it wouldn't add up, but yet we convince ourselves that we're okay. God help us. God help us. You say, preacher, what do you, I mean, what do you mean? We're none perfect. That's right, we're none perfect, but we need to quit riding that boat. Man, we have milked that thing as long as we can. Yes, you're not perfect, but if you're a child of God, you are to live like it. You are to live like it. You are to desire for your children to want it. My goodness. God help us. Some of y'all didn't turn it off because you didn't got mad at what I said. I'm telling you this, you'll walk away with nothing if you do. My goodness. Get mad in them same, get glad in them same britches, right? There must be action. You think he said, walk in his ways just for breath? No, because that's the formula. Why do we make this thing so hard? You know why we make it so hard? Because we're disobedient and we reject God's plan. You know what it's called? Sin. It's called sin. Disobedience is sin, period. Period. Either you're following what God told you to do or you're not. You're either in the will of God or you're outside the will of God. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. Notice here. Hmm. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. Verse 2. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. <laughs> eat the labor of thy hands. You know what that means? Hey, that, 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 that's more than just providing. That means that what you chose to do is what you're going to have to live with. What you sow is what you will reap. Now, that's on the negative side, but there's also a plus side for the man, for the man who will fear the Lord, for the man who will be obedient to God, for the man who will submit himself to God's plan for his family. Oh, for him, it's a blessing. For him, it's a blessing. For the man who, listen, who goes against God all the way, boy, it's a wrecked life. 
It's a wrecked life. And listen, I, my God's a restorer and He can change things and He can, uh, he can make, take a broken picture and make a beautiful mosaic out of it. But I ask you this, who wants that kind of testimony? Who wants to have to live that way? Who wants the wasted time, the wasted years of knowing what God could have done with your life? We need to understand today, there's no do-overs. Somebody's hearing this today because they need to make the decision. You need to make the decision. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. What did I just say about that child a moment ago? Those parents are living with that child now. And can I tell you, it's going to be a hard one to break now. Hear me. Why? Because she has learned that behavior. She has learned that behavior. And if parents are doing it, why would she even stop? Hear me. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands, but also for the one, <laughs> for the one who will fear the Lord, happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. With thee. We also see the labor of thine hands. And we see the fact that God gave us hands. God gave us the opportunity to labor. What is that a picture of? Well, number one, that God takes care of us. If the, and listen, if you'll fear the Lord, be obedient and surrender to Him, God's going to take care of you. Well, what does that mean? Your finances ain't going to be a problem. Now listen, your wants might be a problem. You might be disappointed a little bit because you may not have everything you want. But you will have everything you need. With you need. I tell you what, people of God, that's what we need to do is just realize we only need what we need. And God will provide what we need. How about our feelings? How about happy? What does it say? Huh? What does it say right there? What's little right here? Blessed is everyone that feared the Lord that walked in his way. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. How about your feelings? Happy shall thou be. How many of you know when you're in God's will, He takes care of your feelings? Yes, He takes care of your feelings. Even the ones that put their feelings on their shoulder, God will take care of it. Huh? When He's at the center now. I mean, come on now. When He's at the center. Now, if you take Him out of the center and you put yourself there, now that's another boat. You're going to be living pretty sad because your feelings are going to get hurt all the time. But when God is at the center, you don't care what people think. You don't care what people say. You're just being obedient to God. Being obedient to God. And what is he going to do? He's going to take care of them finances. He's going to take care of those feelings. What else is he going to take care of? He's going to take care of the future. He's going to take care of the future. You, you, listen, we, we spend all this time working the finger to the bone. Trying to get this, trying to get that, trying to get the other. Worried about the future. 401Ks, all this crazy mess, investments. And listen, you are to plan, you are to prepare, right? I mean, come on now. I, I'm not telling you just sell everything you got. What I am saying, well, unless God tells you to now. I mean, he got something better for you. But what I am saying is this. Why do we get so caught up in our stuff? And our money and our possessions? What I'm saying is, is this. Your family sees that, man. Your family sees that when you're at work all the time and you don't take no time off to spend with your family. Now, preacher, don't tell me that. You're the preacher. I mean, you could just run here and run there. Can I tell you, we're just alike, folks. We're just alike. We need to get our priorities right. 
Number one, our relationship with the Lord. Number two, listen, our responsibility we have as men, as fathers. Some of you women today wonder, where does this fit into me? Listen, you're to have a relationship with the Lord too. Hey, you must be saved too. Speaking of that, let's read on. Here we go. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shall thou be, and it shall be well with thee. There's your future. Well with thee. You're not worrying about the future. Verse 3. Look at here now. And this is point 3. Happiness and blessing is contagious. Happiness and blessing is contagious. If you don't believe that, then you just be a knot on a log and see how contagious that is. Then nobody want to be around somebody like that. Some of you, your spouse don't spend no time with you because of the way you are. My goodness, some of y'all is smiling. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? My goodness. I tell you, what's telling when you preach? I tell you that. But hey, I'm just not, I, I would not look at you, but it's too good. All right, here we go. Number three, happiness, <laughs> happiness and blessing is contagious. Hey, what do I mean? The joy that the Lord gives you when you're obedient to him, it rubs off on other people. It rubs off on your spouse. Men, hey, I tell you what, you want a happy wife, why don't you actually pay attention to your wife? Why don't you actually love your wife like Christ loved the church? Mm. Notice what happens. When a man, hey, he fears the Lord. What does that mean? Obedient. Huh? Obedient and surrender to God. Look at the result. Look at the result. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Man, that should have got y'all all excited. Y'all just don't even know what that verse contains, do you? Huh? Y'all say, I need my wife to be a vine. Huh? I need, huh? Well, what you got to do is you got to understand the picture. Everybody with me? All right, now, we done packed up. We're on the journey, so if you ain't got on, this would be a good time to get on, all right? So, so wake up, get it together, and come on. Y'all ready? Here we go. Here's the picture of this verse. Verse number 3. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. Now, three things for a vine. Well, first, let me preface it with this. There ain't going no, to be no vine. Huh? There ain't going to be no fruitful vine. There's going to be a vine, all right. Might have thorns in it. Huh? But there's not going to be a, hey, a fruitful vine unless you got to fear the Lord, men. Right. I, I'm just telling you, you're going to get what you're going to get if that's what you do, all right? There's a, how many of y'all know these are results in this Christian walk? In this Christian life, there is a result. And if you're not careful, listen, you're going to slip. All right, here we go. Here we go. Happiness and blessing is contagious. Wife is a fruit, fruitful vine. Here it is. Three things. Number one, a healthy vine will cling. Ain't nobody got excited about that. Did y'all get off the bus or what? I say a healthy vine will cling. What do you mean a healthy vine will cling? Well, what does God tell us about marriage? Huh? Hey, you'll leave mother and father and cling. That you'll become what? Two? No, you'll become one, right? You will cling. Listen, you treat your wife right in the Lord. You love her the way God intended, and she's going to cling to you. You're not going to have to worry about her trying to grow somewhere else. Oh, come on. Hey, come on. Hey, some of y'all got that. Some of y'all didn't. Huh? I'm talking about clinging. That's important, folks. That's important, clinging. 
Notice this, a firm hold of a supporting wall. I ask you today, are you a supporting wall for your wife? Let it reach deep now. Swallow hard. Are you a supporting wall for your wife? Do you love her the way you should? Here we go. A healthy vine clings. Number two. A healthy vine climbs. A healthy vine climbs. What do you mean? Its roots grow deep, its branches grow out, and with protection and support, it covers the wall in beauty. Get a picture. Did y'all get a picture of that? Now here we are, we're talking about the wife. Listen, when the man of God is right with God, this is what happens. Listen, her roots are going to grow deep. What you mean? She ain't going nowhere. Now some of y'all, come on now. Roots grow deep and the branches grow out. Huh? What is that a sign of? Life. That is a sign of life. You realize some of you, some of you, you don't even realize you're doing it, but you're bringing your wife down so hard. I don't know who needs that today. Listen, I'm not trying to get in your marriage, but I believe God already is. Huh? And God is waiting on you. Is your wife climbing? Is she clinging? A healthy vine clusters. What do we have a picture of? So now we've got a picture of a, of a, of a healthy vine. we got a picture of a, a healthy vine that's clinging to that supporting wall. We've got a healthy vine that's climbing up that wall. And then we've got a healthy vine that's producing clusters of fruit. A fruit. A fruit. Oh, what a beautiful picture of what God intended it to be. Of what God intended it. Man, we got work to do. I'm, listen, I'm telling you, and you say, Preacher, why are you on the men? Why are you on the men? Because until the men decide they're going to serve God, ain't nobody else going to serve God. Men's got to lead by example. They've got to lead by heart. They've got to love their family. There's too many, there's too many homes where, where listen, if, if any are even saved in the home, the, the wife is the leader, the spiritual leader of the home. That disgusts me. I'm going to be honest with you. God help us. And listen, I ain't got no right to be disgusted. I just feel disgusted about it. Because I know what God called us to be. What God called us to be, men. How in the world can we expect, hey, listen, our wives to be anything? And I know, listen, I know some of y'all, some of you do not have, uh, some of y'all are married and your, your husband's not saved or your wife's not saved. Love them. Love them to Jesus. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on them. But men, if, if we expect to see something different, we got we to gotta be different. We got to be different. Look what else takes place. Blessing is contagious. Happiness is contagious. Look here, not only with the wife. Let me ask you this, husbands. Is your wife your pride and joy? If not, why not? Maybe, maybe your boat, or maybe, and I say that because I went on a boat yesterday.
You plug it in. If there's anything other than your wife, your pride and joy, and let me tell you something, you ought to love your kids, and we're getting there next. But you know, when God instituted the home, it was Adam and Eve. It was Adam and Eve. So it had to be right. It had to be right with him, right? Spills over to her, right? And then look what it does, thirdly, with the children. Well, we see it so clearly here. Psalm 128, verse 3. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. If your wife is not a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, check yourself. Check yourself. Secondly, thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Round and about that table. Now, you've got to understand the olive plants, okay? Olive trees are slow growers. They're slow growers. And they will bear no berries. Listen, they will bear nothing until the seventh year. All right? And we're talking about our children here. Get a picture. They will not bear until the seventh year. And even at the seventh year, it's next to nothing. Not until it's 10 to 15 years old will it have any kind of crop. But after that, guess what will happen to it? It will produce and produce and produce long until its life is over, until it dies. What a picture for us. What a picture for us. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Well, at first, look at here. We see an olive tree to produce. It has to be properly planted. An olive tree has to be Properly planted to produce anything. Where are your children? Have you properly planted your children where they ought to be? Preacher, what do you mean? I'm talking about in the Word of God. I mean under the Word of God. Sometimes we fail to do that. Sometimes we fail to plant them in the proper place. And then we wonder why they're not there. Because they weren't planted there. Not only must it be planted in the proper place. But I read this and i got to share it. For as the twig is bent, so the tree will grow. Some of you have planted the olive tree in the right place. But boy, you're bending the limbs all in the wrong place now. It's quiet in here today. You know what that's a picture of is our lives. Yes, your children might be saved. They may know the Lord and thank God for that. They'll be saved for all eternity. But how are you bending those limbs now? How's that twig bent now? Because as you bend it, that's the way it's going to grow. And it's either going to grow towards God or away from God. What, what did I just read about the years of the crop and the production of the crop? Between 10 to 15 years before it will have any kind of crop. What have we done with our young people? What have we done with our children? Where have we placed them? What are we giving them? What are we showing them? 
You know, you wanted something to change, men. It's got to change with you. It's got to change in your heart. Don't expect your wife and your children to want something different if you don't want something different. Hear me today. I know it's not popular, but it just is what it is. Boy, when an olive tree is in the right place, it's beautiful in all seasons. When it's planted the way God wants it to, it's beautiful in all seasons. And, and, and get me, let me just get this out too because, listen, this goes right along with it. You cannot take a, black, a bad olive plant and graft it with a good and expect it to change it. Hear me? Y'all know, come on now. You cannot take a bad olive tree, a piece of a bad olive plant, and graft it to a good and expect good to come out of it. No, it'll infect and it'll take over that good olive tree every single time. What am I talking about? Being unequally yoked, folks. Huh? Unequally yoked. Listen, for, we, we are so scared to death to tell our children what they... Listen, what God has to say. We're scared to death because guess what? What we have to say doesn't line up with what the world has to say. Listen, it's a, it's, listen, it's a hit at head on. What the world wants for your child and what God wants for your child will never be the same thing. And as parents, we get so scared to death to tell them what God has to say because we're scared they're going to be offended. They're not going to be my friend. They're going to move out. They're going to turn away from me. God, help us, folks. Leave the results to God, but be faithful to God in everything that you do. Live for God. Live for God. Why is it we're scared to leave the results up to Him? Boy, you get, listen, you, you give into that and the world would have your kids in a heartbeat. You give into that, you'll never see them again because they'll follow everything that the world has to offer. And it's because you allowed it and you didn't say something about it. Hear me today. We got a responsibility. And where does it lie? Where does it lie first? With the men. With the men. You say, yes, for, for that, yes. Daddies ought to be daddies. We don't need men of, wor- of the world. We need men of God. Amen. There's enough of them out there. Also, think about this olive tree, and we're closing. Sister, if you would come and play. We're, we're thinking about this olive tree. You do realize trees die. Trees die. Now get a picture here. Here is the olive tree. Here's the olive plants wrapped around it, and they're shooting up, Right? So what do we have a picture of? Patriarchs. Family patriarchs. Can I ask you a question today? Do you honestly believe that in the the, the 11th hour that you can change the course of where those plants are going to come up? No. The time is now. The time is now. The impressionable moments are now. The teaching moments are now. Not tomorrow. Not when you feel like it next year. Not till this is over or that's over. The the moment is now to take advantage. Some of you, we've got to honestly ask ourselves, when it's time for... Listen, and you know that olive tree is going to blow over. Hear me. Firmly planted, but there's a day when that tree is going to die. Why do I know that? Because there's a time you're going to die. We are all appointed to die if we don't go in the rapture for those that saved. But we're all appointed to die. 
And there's going to be a moment when you die. There's going to be a moment, listen, that tree blows over. And guess what? I wonder, is there going to be, is there going to be one of those olive plants strong enough to take the place of that olive tree? You say, preacher, that's not my responsibility. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Children are a blessing from the Lord. Your spouse, whether you believe it or not, is a blessing from the Lord. Man, this, this world is cold and dark, folks. And it's not getting any brighter. There's got to be some people who stand up for God. People who make up their mind, I'm going to follow God no matter what. I mean, how in the world can we expect our homes to be any better? You know what? Your home is going to be as spiritual as you are. Men. And what's it going to take? What's it going to take for us to be right with God? What's it going to take for the lost man to get saved and say, Guess what? You know what? I realize everything Jesus done for me and I'm ready to live for Him. Huh? Man, we can't pretend. It's got to be real. Mamas and wives here today, it's got to be real. There can't be pretending. I told folks just the other day, ain't nobody going to fall into heaven. Ain't, listen, ain't, no, ain't nobody going to sneak up through the back door and get to glory. But I ask you this, not only for your own salvation, but what in the world are you leaving behind? What are you leaving behind? Without salvation, you ain't got nothing to leave behind. I ask you today, don't you think it's just time to, boy, do business with God? Huh? Man, I know you may not like me today, and that's okay. We'll be all right. Because we're obedient to God. But I want to ask you, don't you think it's time? I want to ask you this, heads bowed and eyes closed. When's the last time, men, that you even wrapped up your wife and prayed for? When's the last time you even prayed with your wife? When's the last time you even prayed for your kids? There are those coming. Why don't you come? Well, why, why put off what God is doing in your heart? You know, these are special times when God calls us. You think we're here by accident? This is a divine appointment, folks. How can we expect anything different if we don't want anything different? I wonder today. I wonder today, will it begin in us? Men, we want to see a difference in our homes. Let there be a difference in us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you for this day, God. I thank you for your precious word. But God, I thank you that you don't want to leave us the same, God. You don't want us to be in a, God, a condition of disarray and destruction, God. You want us to, God, live victorious. God, to have homes that are victorious for you. God, people living lives that's pleasing unto you. God, I pray for our men today. I pray for wives and mothers today. God, I pray for children today. God, help us to be different. 
And God, not wait for it to be different in somebody else, but be different in us. God, I pray it'll begin in us. God, help us today. God, help us today. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.